Hey, welcome back to another episode of GSA Does That. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that uncovers the stories behind the federal agency delivering effective and efficient government. I'm your host, Rob Trubia, and today in our sixth episode, we're uncovering the workplace of the future. In our previous episode, we heard from GSA Administrator Robin Carnahan and OPM Director Karen Ahuja, who discussed the importance of recruiting and retaining a talented federal workforce. Today, we continue our conversation on the future of work, focusing on how the federal workplace itself is evolving. With GSA's involvement in real estate and acquisition, the agency plays a critical role in shaping the future of work for the entire federal government. Throughout this episode, we'll be joined by three of GSA's top leaders who will provide us with valuable insights into the workplace of the future. Katie Kale, Deputy Administrator of GSA, Nina Albert, Commissioner of the Public Building Service known as PBS, and Sunny Hashmi, Commissioner of Federal Acquisition Service, or FAST. Together, we'll explore what it means to build the workplace of the future and the impact these changes have on our customers, employees, and most importantly, the public we serve. This episode is about GSA's commitment to creating accessible, flexible, and functional workplaces where every individual can do their best work, and how, by focusing on sustainability, human-centered design, and technological advancements, GSA aims to deliver great value for taxpayers while allowing federal agencies to achieve their missions more effectively than ever before. Now let's dive into our discussion with our esteemed guests. As agency leaders, they will share their perspectives on GSA's effectiveness in building the workplace of the future. We'll explore the vital elements that they believe are crucial to achieving this vision and why the workplace means so much more than where you do your job. So thanks for joining us on GSA Does That. And remember, this podcast is available on all major platforms, so please be sure to subscribe. For more information about this episode and others, visit us online at gsa.gov slash podcast. Welcome, Katie, Sunny, and Nina. Thanks for being on the podcast today. You know, I really enjoy asking our guests at the start of each episode to share with our listeners a little bit about themselves, maybe where they're from and their path to their current role. Katie, maybe you could start us out. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me here, Rob. I uh, am a huge fan of podcasts in general. I've been listening to all of these podcasts as they've come out, and I, I really love talking about GSA. So uh, this is just a, a perfect day for me. So I am the deputy administrator here at GSA, which means I'm the chief operating officer of this 12,000-person organization. And this is my second tour here at GSA. I also served as chief of staff here from 2015 to 2017. But honestly, I was a, a huge fan of the agency long before that. I like to say that I was a customer of GSA long before I was an employee of GSA. I worked for about 10 years in the United States Senate. And, and during that time, I did occasionally work with GSA. But I really got to know the people and the mission of the agency when I served as director of operations for the Obama-Biden presidential transition which, as you may or may not know, GSA runs the presidential transitions. Then I moved to the White House, where I was a senior leader and, and ran White House Office of Management and Administration. And in that position, I was supported by the GSA White House Service Center. And so I may just be here today giving you ideas for future podcasts, I hope. Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing with us all of that. And thanks for being a fan of the podcast, which is cool. We needed as many fans as possible. It's a brand new podcast. It is doing well, but having fans is awesome. And you uh, 
are more than welcome to share any ideas, any listeners out there, any ideas you have for podcasts that you'd like us to do. You know, I, we have to do a podcast about presidential transition team. I mean, how does that all work that we run that? That is definitely fits inside GSA does that like really. So that's really pretty fascinating. Thank you so much. Sonny, how about you? Rob, thanks for having me on today. I'm currently serving as the Federal Acquisition Service uh, Commissioner for, for GSA, which means that uh, I oversee an organization that is uh, hugely impactful for operations across the federal government. We manage close to $87 billion worth of uh, buying and selling activity every year. This uh, ranges from everything from buying commodities, such as office supplies and furniture, all the way to highly sophisticated uh, capabilities that uh, that the government needs, everything from satellite technology to drones, that to to achieve its mission. And we're at the heart of all of that activity. My background personally is in technology. I served in uh, actually two capacities at GSA, currently as a fast commissioner, but previously I also served as an agency CIO. Uh, and at the time where we were putting a lot of effort and, and energy towards cloud modernization and developing programs like FedRAMP. And I'm also just excited to be back here uh, since 2021. I've had a variety of public and private sector roles in my career. So I understand both how the industry experience uh, uh, works uh, when they interact with the government, what challenges they face. And in my current role, uh, have the ability to uh, continue to to modify and improve that experience uh, so that we can create a much more thriving marketplace, uh, create more opportunities for small businesses, and serve our customers better. Uh, as Katie mentioned, uh, I'm also a third generation public servant. My grandfather was a school teacher uh, his entire career. My dad served in the military for an entire career. And uh, I've uh, served both in the DC city government as well as now in the federal government for, for a number of years. And it's just a privilege to serve. And uh, I'm excited to be part of this podcast today and look forward to the conversation. Cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. We're excited to have you. Nina, how about you? Well, uh, I am the commissioner of the Public Building Service, and I oversee about 370 million square feet of government space across the United States and the U.S. territories. Uh, the Public Building Service works with other federal agencies to get the space they need to carry out their missions on behalf of the American people. So, I feel really excited and honored to be in this position. Uh, how I got, got here was sort of a, a long and uh, winding road of a career. Uh, my background is in real estate development and economic development. I heard at GSA, I was in charge of a real estate portfolio for the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority. So if you're from the DC area, you might know it as WMATA or just Metro. Um, and at Metro, I was responsible for redeveloping Metro's uh, transit-oriented development. So uh, any development around Metro stations, that was really exciting work. I also got to uh, spearhead Metro's office consolidation and headquarters move. So I feel like I really know what agencies are going through right now uh, and some of the push and pull of decisions around consolidation. But uh, as Sonny said, I have a similar background. I've worked in the private sector. I've worked in the public sector. Um, I also used to work for local DC government, uh, just like Sonny did. And um, I'm a US Army veteran as well. So oh, wow. uh, anyway, just really proud and excited to be here. And this topic today about uh, the future of work and the future of the workplace could not be uh, more important to the public building service and also to me. And um, I'm just really excited to be able to influence 
uh, what we're doing uh, with uh, federal real estate now. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, you know, I'm just curious, as I think, um, when I think about the three of you that I'm, that I'm talking to, it's, um, it's, it's, it's super interesting because you have such an effect on as we go forward in the future. And I'm thinking, you know, as agency leaders, what do you all believe is important for GSA's effectiveness when looking to build the workplace of the future? Katie, maybe you can start us out. So here's the thing. When we're talking about the workplace of the future, the, the future of work is right now. We are in it. We have, we have been in it for a while. And so we have to be smart about what we do to meet not only this moment, but also the next 5, 10, 20 years. We need to be, be focused focused on that right now. One of our main roles at GSA is to help ensure that there are workspaces that empower public servants to do their best. And when we think about work environments, we think about people, space, and technology. And you'll notice that I put people first because every decision that we and, and our federal partners are making about government workplaces will impact federal employees as well as our customers which ultimately include the American people. And so we have to keep that end goal of people in mind. And the traditional workspace is changing and adapting, but the good news is GSA has longstanding teams of experts in-house to help us navigate this world. And I'm sure Nina can talk about the team that she has within the public building service, and they're helping all of the the agencies modernize and optimize their federal footprint. We're, we're using technology to help get the word out. Uh, there's a really cool website that we have, uh, workplace.gsa.gov, um, and they're rolling out some really cool new new tools on that website. At the same time, Sunny's team and the Federal Acquisition Service is helping agencies quickly find and buy the the products and and that technology that I mentioned and services that they need to ensure that all of our workplaces function effectively and efficiently. But as the kind of like I said before, as the COO of this organization, I just want to note that that GSA has always uh, walked the walk. Um, not just talk the talk. We are an agency that really has helped everyone else adapt to this type of work environment. And so we are are tasked with and really embrace leading by example. And that's everything from um, our own space consolidation that happened here in DC several years ago, pre-pandemic. We, we moved... Um, an entire department, uh, actually several times, into our headquarters. And at the same time we did that, we were also really championing hybrid work policies. Um, so we've been doing this well before the, the pandemic. I like to say we've been doing this for decades. Um, so we know what other agencies might be going through right now. And, and it really is showing because other agencies look to us for advice on how they can be doing this, not only with physical space and technology, but policies and culture shifts that really will impact people. So we're, we're, we love to lead by example, and this is just one of the ways that we do that in this agency. Yeah, and I, I think what I've observed is GSA is not only leading the federal government, it's leading really industry in a lot of ways, particularly in some of the major cities like DC. People are looking at GSA, seeing what they're doing. 
and consolidation of buildings and footprints and innovation of technology is huge at GSA. So technology allows a lot of things uh, possible that didn't used to be possible. And I think like so many of us know that COVID just ramped everything up. GSA was still doing it. Like you were saying, they were still doing it. COVID happened and everything got put on, you know, full afterburner. I will say, Rob, that because GSA is a nationwide organization, we have we have people all over the country. We're able to really innovate and run pilots and try things out um, in whether it's our headquarters or it's a field office, because it's not necessarily a one size fits all, but there are a lot of fits for a lot of sizes. And we were able to do that without an impact, a negative impact to our mission. And I think that that's really important. So in this, on the second floor in, at GSA headquarters at 18F, you have the workplace of the future. And it's just, it's fascinating. It really is. We'll talk about that a little bit more um, later on in the episode, but it's just fascinating. It just shows that GSA exactly is just trying to be nimble and know that federal workplaces are different everywhere. They can be tiny, they can be massive. They're they're housed all the time, 24-7. Sometimes they're just people are popping in for different meetings. So the ability to have different types of technology, different types of furniture, different types of setups, um, conference rooms, all of that. And then not only are you showing that, which is amazing and it's beautiful and it's modern and it's interesting, then GSA makes it easy to get for the federal agency. So it's it's really, it's fascinating. Nina, maybe you could share a little bit. Sure. Um, well, first of all, I think you hit on uh, the key thing of how we work, which is we work to support our customers. The agency ultimately has to be the one that is creating the right space for their people, as well as uh, delivering a real estate strategy that supports their agency mission. What we're there to do is to really partner with them, be a thought leader in terms of what their plans uh, might be, either from a workplace perspective or from a longer range real estate perspective. So we're there as a as a thought partner, but we also deliver the work too, right? Like once those plans have been set, the budgets have been set, I like to say GSA deliver. And, uh, and we've had great uh, track record with that. You mentioned um, what we call the Workplace Innovation Lab as an example of that, right? Uh, that is, a. am really excited about um, the initiative that we have that we call Workplace 2030. Uh, 10 years ago, we had an initiative that we called Workplace 2020 uh, because workplace trends do change. They evolve over time. How people work evolves. And so Workplace 2030 is really a focus on how the workplace and the technology that, that supports work um, needs to evolve so that people can have a frictionless or a seamless experience from home, in the office, or in the field. We often forget that there's a huge amount of work that happens on a construction site, in our case, um, if you're an FBI agent um, out in the field, or if you're an inspector for the EPA, right? There's all these different kinds of work, and it really, you have to be enabled regardless of where you're working. Technology is that connective tissue. It allows people to deliver at a very um, with information at their fingertips, with systems at their fingertips, um, and the workplace is just a component of that. But the Workplace Innovation Lab, which you talked about, which is at GSA's headquarters, is really um, twofold. It does a couple different things. 
It allows uh, private companies to showcase the innovations that they've made over the last two years because what they're trying to do is create more flexibility within the workplace. As everybody knows, you know, pre-pandemic, things were quite static. You build out an office and then it would stay that way for like 10 years. Or you, you know, implement technology infrastructure and you'd have to constantly re- and that would be kind of a big hurdle to change. So now both furniture manufacturers as well as technology providers are trying to um, lower that uh, initial uh, both cost and implementation work um, in what is otherwise a pretty fixed environment. So in the Workplace Innovation Lab, you'll see furniture that has multiple uses that can easily be moved around, and you'll see uh, technology infrastructure that also is much more flexible and movable. Uh, so that's what we're trying to demonstrate at what furniture and technology providers um, are trying to showcase. The Workplace Innovation Lab also works as what you said, which is a demonstration for different ways of working. So as an employee of Agency X, I can come in. I know that my team is interested in working in, in a more agile way, and you can test out different vignettes or different areas to see what a style of workplace fits your work type best. Um, and it's really supposed to lower the, uh, the access. It makes it much, much easier for agencies to access different ways of working. And employees can make individual reservations for a day, for a week, or for a month. Teams can also do that. Like a whole team can come in, reserve a portion of the lab, and see how they work best together. So. It's really to try and make it as accessible as possible, as easy as possible for people and agencies to test out new modes of working and test out new technologies and furniture. Um, that, and I think that really, that engagement makes it really exciting. So there's kind of these long-term plans, analytical work that needs to happen. But in the meantime, we want to give people access to the latest and greatest so that they can test things out and feel confident in the decisions. Yeah, and you really are. It's it's really fascinating when I was at 18F just about a month ago. You go to one part of the building, you know, where it's still being renovated and you can see what it used to be like to work for the government, what it used to be like, the environment used to be like. And then you go to the second floor and oh my goodness, it, it'll blow you away. It's, it's stuff I've never seen before. And in Fortune 500 companies, you haven't even seen this before. Some of the the pods to sit in and the, and the, some of the, the break rooms and the conference rooms and to get that stuff in your own agency, to get that stuff in Nebraska or California, Alaska, wherever it might be. Sonny, you've anticipated this all along. You knew this was coming. How easy and how difficult it is, is it to get the stuff to where you really want it to be in your department? Yeah, Rob, thank you. Uh, so, so I think you, I think you uh, teed it up really well. Uh, so you can imagine, uh, you know, the, as, as GSA explores these new models of working and new models of the workplace, it's a combined uh, exercise that combined, it brings together real estate solution, technology solution, and other related capabilities. In fact, you know, the models of working affect everything that we do. As an agency, it may affect how you make decisions around how you manage your vehicle fleet. 
or what kind of uh, you know utilities you need to engage with, what kind of office supplies you need, furniture solutions. At FAS, we have a breadth of capabilities that affect all these areas, right? And so the the exercise for us, the most important thing for us, becomes how do we tune in and learn about our customers' needs and to be able to adapt those needs in real time or ideally even predict those needs so that we can be ready when the customers need those capabilities. We're seeing significant shifts in how our customers operate um, as a result of and through the pandemic. It's become clear that uh, ultimately the citizens now expect their government to work digitally so they can engage with their government no matter where they are. In order for, for uh, agency partners to deliver that digital experience, obviously technology becomes a very central aspect of how agency solutions are designed and how services are delivered. And it becomes an increasingly more important part of the overall workplace conversation. So at FAST, we're all about building an organization that anticipates these changing needs of our customers. So we're putting the building blocks in place now so we can be ready for these future needs five, 10, or 15 years down the road. But we also are enabling teams located nationally and globally to engage with these communities in person and will continue to do so. Uh, to us, it's a very foundational moment in time where we have to rethink all of the our, our organizational structure, our internal processes, our technology and, pro and, and systems, and of, uh, of course, uh, you know, how we're organized in, in physical space to continue to deliver more value for our customers and to create new opportunities for amazing companies that exist and are starting every day across the nation and overseas. So it's an exciting moment for us uh, to not only learn from the work that Nina mentioned in terms of the Workplace Innovation Lab, for example, but also work with our customers to understand how we can support their mission as they change the, the mission uh, parameters uh, over time. And again, just the workplace of the future, thinking about how we're working into the future is including more people, including more diversity, including more small businesses and including large businesses and everything in between and really all over the world and all over the country, of course. You know, as we go forward, I'm curious, Katie, uh, how can GSA really leverage its expertise to help agency customers and industry partners to plan for the future and have solutions, you know, ready in advance? So I love to say that GSA is the backbone of the federal government. We are able to deliver what our, our, our sister agencies need to advance their own mission and we also deliver directly for the American people, which means that we're really uniquely situated to see challenges across the government and help address them at the right time. We also have the expertise and the experience to adapt to those solutions to meet the needs of our customers, whether that's using our buying power to get a more sustainable material into the marketplace and bolster our clean energy grid, or really identifying tech needs and working with industry to find state-of-the-art solutions. And as we put ourselves into our customer's shoes and figure out what they need, we're able to share that information with others. And, and that helps us guide our conversations as well as our actions. And, and since we're able to be so connected within, across and beyond government, we're able to bring a host of best practices into government so that they can benefit everyone. And right now, we are looking for talented people who can serve on Nina's team or Sunny's team or, or anywhere throughout GSA, people who can bring expertise in ensuring that federal buildings and purchases are aligned and create 
a really vibrant work environment because the people that we're hiring right now, the people that we're recruiting right now, we're going to retain them. We're going to train them. We're going to make sure that they are the leaders of this organization 10, 15 years from now. And that for this agency and the government as a whole is what we need to be able to evolve and to make sure that we're really meeting the mission again, not just today, but in the in the years ahead. And so if you are listening and you're interested in joining GSA, uh, please come to gsa.gov, learn more about our organization, come talk to us. We'd love to, we'd love to have you be part of our fabulous team. Well, thank you. And I, I think it is a fabulous place to work now, and I think maybe even more so in the future. Nina, could you just share with us the website again and just just a little bit of a log on the second floor at 18S? Sure. Um, we are really encouraging and urging employees and teams to come and visit the Workplace Innovation Lab. The way to reserve space at the Workplace Innovation Lab, which is located on the second floor of 1800 F Street, GSA's own headquarters, is to go to workplace.gsa.gov. You'll be met there by a concierge who can help you sign on to the network there and get full access to your networks at home. And then you can experiment and see what types of workplaces work best for you as an individual or you as a team. So yeah, please visit workplace.gsa.gov. Yeah, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you, all of you, Katie, Sunny, Nina. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. This has been fascinating. It's an amazing topic. Uh, it's uh, a global topic, and GSA really is leading the way. Um, and it's exciting. It's really fun. This has been a fun conversation. Thank you all very much. That wraps up Episode 6 of GSA Does That. Thank you all so much for exploring with us the crucial role GSA is playing in shaping the federal workplace and how it's evolving to meet the needs of the future. I hope that through this episode, you gained a deeper understanding of the workplace of the future and how GSA is leading the way. And maybe like me, you had no idea that GSA does that. Hey, looking ahead to episode seven, have you ever wondered what it would be like to own your own lighthouse? Or maybe you're just drawn to their historic nature and beauty. Well then be sure to listen to our conversation with GSA's John Kelly and the US Coast Guard, where we'll enlighten you on just how the lighthouse program works, now you or your community preservation group might just find yourselves with the keys to America's next decommissioned lighthouse. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And for more information, visit gsa.gov slash podcast. Or to suggest a topic or guest, send us an email at gsadoesthat at gsa.gov. I'm your host, Rob Trivia. Our executive producer is the one and only Max Stempora. GSA Does That is a production of the U.S. General Services Administration, Office of Strategic Communication. 